We have decided that it would be a little weird for the listeners if we waited until after the family is done eating to record our intro. Their mouths must be stuffed full of food every time we talk to you, otherwise you wouldn't recognize them. So, welcome again to a fantastic evening of D&D Tonight. I will be your spirit guide on this adventure this evening, uh, and our players are... <laughs> it's a spirit. She's been taken over by a spirit. All right, you missed your chance. Dad, tell us who you are. I am Merlin the Magician, and I don't have anything in my mouth. <laughs> Can we go back to me, please? Yeah, you're next. Go for it. Who are you? Okay. I'm Ghost Slinger. I'm not a spirit. I'm a ninja, and I don't know how to speak Japanese. <laughs> She's working on it. She's working on it. Accurate. Uh, Excellent. i the ranger a summoner who keeps this rabble in line. Ranger summoner. Cool title. Mm-hmm. And no one remembers what happens last week because we took a week off, which was meant to let me gain on our current backlog of episodes. But I sort of only made it 10 minutes into editing the episode, so we didn't gain anything. Oh, no. But it does mean that no one knows anything. So I'm going to go back to where we started last week. Where did we start? We started with experience, which you guys got some. Oh, and then there was a tent. Does anyone remember the tent? Yes. I got a picture of it. There was tent with like three sleeping bags in it. There's a picture of it right here. The and death Merlin, tent. Merlin found a glowing box that you tried to steal. Or Multiple didn't. different times. Or did you steal it? She did steal it. And then she stole his other box. And then she tried to steal his fancy wizard hat. And he smacked her and said, no, no, that's bad. Bad ghost slinger. Bad. <laughs> I smacked him back. That part didn't happen. I made that bit up. And then... Everyone got a potion. Oh, yeah. You guys did get some potions out of a mysterious box that looked like uh, the one that Merlin had got from the old dude in white. Yeah, like a little strong box. If I remember, Raw curled up on one of the bedrolls and he went to sleep and Merlin found some cool coins or a cool coin. I think it was a cool coin. A cool coin. That now that you have told me this, I shall steal. <laughs> it had oh my god a heron on it and what else happened i think that was it we were sleeping in there <sighs> oh yeah and you guys went to bed <gasps> that wasn't it right before the end of the episode something happened oh yeah something bad was happening to you i think <laughs> no false <laughs> That's usually how we end the night, but no, in this case, it wasn't. Uh, In this case, I believe, as you were going to sleep, you saw a glowing spirit walk past the flap of the tent. Oh, yeah! I think they might have been quietly crying. Yep. That's correct. The tiny ghost girls. Yep, come out on the ghost girls. Oh, yeah, she was wearing a nightgown and carrying a teddy bear. Okay. Caravan. Whoever wants to go talk to her, go talk to her. So, okay, so she walks by, she's crying, holds a teddy bear, and we're all just, like, staring. How did I she- I don't know. Uh, it was Merlin the only one who was awake? Who was on watch? Who saw the girl? I think he was awake and he woke the rest of us up. Yep, that's what happened. Oh, so you're all awake. Oh, yes, you were all awake in time to watch this this spirit float by. And we decided we're going to go talk to her. Not all of us decided that. <laughs> I know, you're always standing on a tree or something. No, that is also That's false. I never stand on trees. She normally is a tree. Exactly. Mm. Or she sleeps in a tree with a hammock. Unfortunately, that is impossible here. Yes, there were no trees with which to sleep in. All right, looks like it's episode 60. Did we get uh, experience points this time? Hmm. I don't think we did anything. Uh, I'm going to say no, because all we did was look in a tent. <laughs> it's kind of hard to be like, yes, you get experience. You went in a tent and got a reward. We looked in a well, tent. We did find a coin and look around the bottom of the tent and stuff, but okay. 1880. I will consider that your gift for having gone in the tent, is that you got your rewards for stuff. Okay. Okay, so everyone's awake. We're going to visit the lady. The ghost? Well, the spirit. It's up to you. We're gonna go. We're gonna go outside the tent. What? How do you want? How do you want to approach the situation? Okay, my first question for you is: I didn't get to go to sleep, so I still have Hell's missing. 
Yes. <laughs> I rolled the dice and I got my health back. Yes. I believe that is the case. That is actually the case. I believe that you did take a short rest outside of the tent before you went into the tent, so your health is whatever it was after you rolled your hit dice. All right, well, then I am ready, I guess, go see the terrifying ghost crier. <laughs> you and Merlin are going to go. Okay, roll me a perception check. Boom, everyone. Let's go stand, let's go stand by the door and wait for her to come by again. What if she doesn't? Well, then we'll not worry about it. Okay, I got ten and I have perception. Wait, so do you want everyone to roll one? No. Ashara said she was going to go look at the terrifying ghost crier. So she has made her way to the flap of the tent. And I imagine that she is leaning around the flap and just her little eyes are sticking out past the side of the tent flap as she looks out and sees this Mm -hmm. short girl walking two inches above the ground, along the path that is outside the tent. Well, she still got higher, I guess. She got taller. Okay, so she's walking. She's floating. Mm -hmm. Floating along. She's floating and walking. It's an interesting graphical glitch in the video game of our imaginations. Hmm. Where are you? In the tent. I thought you were out of the tent first. No. You think she's... Still in her bedroll, having just been woken up. Okay. I think I was outside. Then she doesn't look scary. She's kind of glowy and kind of see-through. But not like... Yeah, no fangs or that you can see. I mean... Red flames. Okay, Merlin, go outside. You're you're a good distance away. I can't see it. What did you roll? You rolled a 10 plus perception plus... Yes. I don't know what your perception bonus is, so it's plus three, plus two, so 15. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't look super scary. She looks like a little girl. You see the teddy bear appears to have a partial bald spot on it where she's rubbed on it a bunch and the fur is kind of matted and worn out. But she's she's moving past where you guys are. She's 10 feet down the road by the time you get a closer look. Then I shall call after her. I will step out of the tent. What is, what is this, Dragon Master? That says passive wisdom perception. I know what it says. What's it, what's it mean? It means that your passive perception is a 10, which is probably an 11 now because as your proficiency went up, it went up to an 11. But basically, it just means that you have the normal peripheral vision of a normal person. If someone tries to sneak up on you, they would roll against your passive perception. Okay, thank you. Okay, I shall step out of the tent and say, Excuse me, why do you cry? Asharis steps out. Are you... Were you on watch or are you in your bedclothes? Bedclothes presumably just meaning that you're not wearing a pair of boots. (laughs) Okay, probably not wearing... Well, she she doesn't have a sword drawn or anything. I would hope not. She's just going... Okay, so you feel you feel the sand, the, the sandy ground on That's the bottom cool. of your feet as you step out the tent flap, and you call out to the girl, and she does not seem to notice you. She just keeps walking the other direction. Hmm. Am I there? That's interesting. Do you want to be there? I'm going to be there. Okay, Merlin, you also step out of the tent. And I take one hand and I throw a lightning bolt up into the sky in front of her to no. get her attention. Oh my god. You actually use the lightning bolt spell? Sure, just throw it up in the sky. No. All right, mark off a spell <laughs> slot for lightning bolt. Okay. Well, I got her attention, didn't it? Why wouldn't you use like a cantrip? Because he wanted to burn a level speed three spell slot in the middle of the night. Hmm. What's it? Do I have any lightning bolt cantrips? No. No. Exactly. You could still do something else that isn't <laughs> lightning bolt. Some I other- can trip her. <laughs> yes, you can trip a ghost. That is a thing you can definitely do. Merlin steps out the tent, raises his hand <laughs> into the air, and calls down a lightning bolt. <laughs> Doing. The thunderous sound claps for a mile around you. Great. <laughs> Everything over bolt. here. And the little girl... Just keeps walking the other direction. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, listen. She's ignoring us. What else can I do? 
if I had a camera, I would have flashed her picture and then she would have looked at me maybe. I don't know. Does she have eyes? Can you, anybody maybe see any eyes? she would have just disappeared entirely because ghosts. Now you are looking at her back. You really can't tell if she has eyes, but I mean, when she walked past, she appeared to have a normal face. So presumably there are eyes. Okay. Sometimes eyes are red. Sometimes they're glowing. I'd be terrified if, glowing. She turned, if she turned to look at you and didn't have any eyeballs in her, in her face. Oh, I've yeah, that be... that before. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That would be scary. Yeah. So she's just a little girl with a teddy bear. Okay, let's go kill her. I'm joking. I'm just going to let her go on her, go about her business. Yeah. She apparently is going around and around the tent. No, this is false. No, she walked past and she's just keeping going. Yep, she's following the road, just heading up the road. Oh, I thought we went out and saw her come around the tent. And then, okay, she's going on up the road. Should we follow her? No. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Actually, no, we should go because you casted a lightning bolt. At night, in the shadow fell. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Everything is gonna know our position. We are going to die. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I imagine now, Ghost Slinger has sprung up out of bed, come running out the door of the tent, and is like, what is wrong with you? Everything is gonna know we're here now! I mean, it's the shadow fell. There's a bunch of creepy dead things. And you go and decide one dead thing is more important than all these other dead things. And you're like, alright, let's cast a lightning bolt into the sky for every dead thing to see. Well, you do have some points there. Well taken. <laughs> yes! I have points! I have points they are good points so we should move this is the only shelter around we're sleeping here at least we won't be in the same exact place we were when you casted the stupid lightning bolt all right she's not shy tonight Mm -hmm. so merlin roll me an intelligence check If I had intelligence, I would have thrown the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's try this. A seven. Okay. A seven plus your intelligence, which is five, plus your proficiency, which is three. So seven plus eight, you're looking at a 15. So you know that there's nothing inherently about a lightning bolt that's going to draw a bunch of things to come kill you. I mean, oh. it means something happened, but... Lightning bolts can happen naturally, maybe, in the Shadowfell. Who knows? Yeah. He says maybe. You don't necessarily know that thunder is going to draw a bunch of evil things to come and kill you. Well, maybe it's going to rain later. He says maybe. I'm saying the sound isn't inherently magic, and like magic-sniffing dogs are going to show up out of the dirt underneath you and eat you or anything. It doesn't matter to me. We I'm going to stand watch, so it doesn't matter. are not good. All right, by this point, as you guys squabble to, over what's going on, you can see this ghost in the distance. She kind of fades out. Of you. So the darkness around you slowly kind of gets darker and darker and she fades away into the black. 200 feet from where the tent is, she just kind of disappears. Hmm. I do not like it here. Can we leave now? Thanks. How do you know what's next? It might be worse. Oh, it's always going to get worse. Well, you can go to sleep and I'm going to stay and watch. Okay, as long as you don't wake me up. What time is it, roughly? I think, Merlin, you made a watch, so... Or maybe you guys didn't set watches? No, we did did not. not. Oh. We just went to sleep in this tent. Well, in that case, let's say it's about three in the morning. Oh, that's even better! So you got some rest. Actually, I guess, Asharis, you would have had your full night's rest at this point after that amount of time. So, yeah, you're fully rested, and you guys can decide if you want to set a watch this time. Well, I don't need to sleep, so... Just don't wake me up in the middle of the night. 
Even if the tent is on fire? Okay, not what I mean. Don't wake me up for a watch, because every time you wake me up for a watch, I always refuse to do it. And you know what happens when I refuse to do something? I get consequences also. <laughs> Are you metagaming, little girl? Yes! If you're metagaming that, then you should probably realize that, you know, maybe Ghost Slinger would learn to take her watch? I don't know. You would no. think after 60 episodes. No, it's stubborn. <laughs> stubborn? It's, She's it's like, no, I shouldn't very, have Very, very stubborn. That's why you're, you're chaotic good. Who said chaotic I was chaotic good. good? Maybe I'm chaotic evil secretly. Hey, to be chaotic, occasionally you have to actually, like, do normal things. Otherwise, everyone will know what to expect from you, right? Then it's just regular. Does fire breathing mean that I can breathe fire or do I spit fire out of my mouth? Fire breathing means that you can pretend to be a dragon three times over the course of one minute. Okay. It does a bunch of damage as a bonus action on your turn. Okay, thank you. Now, is Ghostslinger going to go back to the tent, or are you going to defiantly march off into the darkness, or... Why would I march (laughs) off into the darkness? Uh, It depends on how much you feel like you don't want to be in the tent, where people will find you or something. The death tent. Why do you think I've called it the death tent? Hmm. So do you go back to bed in the death tent? (laughs) Yes! Back to bed in the death tent. Let's say because there was a resounding clap of thunder outside, as you walk into the death tent, Rawl is curled up and he's spooked. He's kind of shaken a little bit as he looks out the wi- out the uh, the tent flap at you. When you open it to come back inside, he's- what there? It's a Merlin being stupid. <laughs> I like that new word, flap at you. Flap at you. What's a flap? Yeah, flap at you. A he said looking out at the flap at you. <laughs> I love that word, flap at you. That's great. I'm going to write that down. Rawl says, oh, good. Not attack. Safe. Tell him there's a ghost out there. No, he doesn't need to know because it's already gone. But maybe he knows something about it. And he lays back down. And tries to go back to bed. Just let the man. Also, I think there's no light at the moment. Rawl can see because he can see in the dark. But Merlin, it's dark for you now that there's not a glowing spirit. Merlin can't see. Aha, uh-huh, Merlin can't see. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I can light my to- my cane up and just light the whole building, and What's... then everybody would know we're here. <laughs> exactly. Well, are you going back to sleep? I'm keeping watch. I'm going to sleep. So Ghostslinger goes back in and tries to finish getting her night's rest. Merlin, what do you do? I think I'll explore a little bit. I'm going to go for a walk. Merlin heads out to go for a walk. We can't see. In the same direction that the girl went. In the same direction that the girl went. Yep. Asharis. She disappeared about 200, 200 feet away. Roll a perception check, I guess. Uh, ten total. Total? After your plus eight or whatever? I thought it was plus five. I don't know. What's your perception? I have perception. So that's plus three. I have two wisdom. Okay, yeah, ten. Ten total. Five plus five is ten. Okay, well, that means you have the perception of a normal person. So... Would a normal person see Merlin walking away from you? Did you look in the tent, or were you paying attention to Merlin outside still? Well, I was talking to him. Okay. You notice Merlin try to just walk away from you into the darkness. Batman? (laughs) Where are you going? Well, she looks like she's walking away and disappearing, and I was wondering if there was a graveyard down there. Wouldn't you rather explore it in the daylight? (laughs) No, sometimes you can find things in the dark. Better. False. Hmm. Because if you could find things in the dark better, then we would be outside all the time. I think I'm going to follow him. Oh my gosh. Do you want him to get in trouble? Yes. <laughs> if there's a graveyard... Well, no metagaming. You're back in the tent and you think Asharis is on watch outside. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Asharis is following after Merlin. We're only going 200 feet. Let me check. How about I leave Blinky at the tent? No, no, you're not. 
Okay, you leave Blinky at the tent. He sits there at the door, and he looks like one of those, uh, I don't know what they are. They're like stone dogs that just kind of sits in that stone dog position. Yes, a chalk dog, yeah. At the doorway, he's just kind of like slightly over to the right of the door entrance, and you follow after Merlin. Can we see the girl again as we're catching up to her? So, as you walk out 200 feet, perhaps hoping to catch a glimpse of this ghost spirit that you saw go by 15 minutes ago now. Oh my goodness. You go out to about where you feel like you lost sight of her. Make a perception check. Can I roll a dice? Yep. D20 plus wisdom? 16. 16 plus uh, 7. So it's 22. Now you don't have seven wisdom. I thought you just gave me some. Wisdom, not intelligence. Okay, wisdom. Your wisdom might be zero or it might be one or two. I rolled it's a nine. Plus one. Plus one. Okay, so one. So still pretty good. Good roll. That's charisma. Up one is wisdom. All right, there. And you have perception bubble in, so plus three. So what is that, like a 20? And this is like a 20. Darn. Yep. <laughs> You peer out into this darkness, and you don't see any sign of the girl who had walked by the tent. But you do hear in the darkness a faint and disappearing sound that sounds like it, it doesn't sound like it's coming from anywhere. But you, you hear a voice that says, I can't find you. Sounds like mist. <laughs> Terrifying. I'm not there. Hey, I want to be there. Mom, can we make a compromise? You want to be there? Yes. Now? Nope, you can't be there. You're in the tent. You're asleep. You don't have any idea that they left. Said not to wake you. Yep. Don't wake her no matter what. Not even if the tent's burning down. Exactly. There's a fire. No, no, that's not what I meant. (laughs) Merlin, do you want to do anything else? Yes, I want to check for uh, magic. Okay. Can I do that? Do you want to spend 10 minutes doing the detect magic ritual? Well, I'm looking for a graveyard. There is no graveyard. How do I look for a graveyard? With your fantastic perception check, you do not perceive a graveyard anywhere in the vicinity. What you do perceive is this path that you've been walking on all day seems to be the direction that the girl was going. But she's going the opposite direction of you. She's going up the road. You're headed down the road. Okay. All right. So we go back to the tent. And Merlin, after peering into the darkness, trying to catch a glimpse of what had gone by and not being able to find anything of magic or ghostly nature, heads back to the tent for the night. I'm assuming Asharis follows along. Yes. And takes up her position at the front door. Yes. Inside or outside? Outside. Asharis, as you are... On a patrol, like around the tent. I'm walking around the the middle. As you are watching the tent throughout the course of the night, now that you've been spooked by this thing that came by, and you're not entirely sure what it was... Yep. I'm pretty scared. Spooky spooker! You catch this breeze that's gone by all day still blowing through the night and occasionally you get a slight gust and you can see granules of sand running across the hardened ground through the grasses through the grasses i don't remember if there was grasses i think this is more deserty so you see these there was sand yeah you see these granules of sand running across the sand dunes around you is there any smell in the air you're asleep i just have to ask okay I assume, because you went back to the tent. Okay. A couple of hours goes by. Nothing out of the ordinary seems to happen. Eventually, you see on the horizon the first sign of sun coming up, but it's shadow fell sun, so it's kind of gray and hazy on the horizon. E. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. But all right. We have passed the day with no, the night with no, we are unscathed. Because Merlin. <laughs> unscathed. Scared away all the Shadowfell creatures that were going to eat you with his ridiculously loud thunder blast. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could have also gotten us killed, so it was a 50-50 chance. We'll never know. We'll never know what the chances were. I'll know everything because I... 
know nothing. So, Merlin, you can recover your spell slots. Asharis, you can have back your hit dice that you expended. Ghost Slinger, you get back your health and hit dice. And any spell slots that you used. Congratulations, you have solved my going to bed trap. What? What does that even mean? It means you made it to the next day. (laughs) (laughs) You're alive. Even I know what that is. It is the next morning. It isn't the next morning. It's the next week on the next morning. I'm waking up, and I'd like to find out, does Raw still have the magnetic stone that leads us in the direction I thought you had the stone. Yes. As you, I have the stone. As you wake up and wake up raw. You're right. I have the stone. <laughs> he looks at you confused and hey, he points at you with a clawed finger and says, You stone gave you. You have it. I don't have it. So I'm not important anymore. We could kill him right now. Your bedroll is close enough to Rawl that as he is awake and you say this, he smacks you with his tail. Oh my god. <laughs> Why does it say Rawl at the top of my page? I have been wondering that. I noticed that when you turned it around. Apparently, because I built your wizard sheet off of my wizard sheet. So you probably could just replace that with Merlin. Okay. I mean, I see his picture and I keep trying to draw it. I'm not very good at it. Okay, so he smacks me with his tail. No, that is false. No, no, he smacks Ghost Slinger with his tail. Oh, there, okay, well, that's, that's better. Yep, you feel it sting across your leg. He says, "You mean? <laughs> you mean? <laughs> that's my job." <laughs> okay, she's mean. It's called good comedy. And he slowly gets up out of bed and puts on his travel cloak. Puts it up over his head and then sits down and waits. Secretly, we're the villain. Get the stone! I don't think Rawl had any equipment when he was sucked through the portal with you guys, so he doesn't have any food. He's gonna die. What? Surely we're giving him food. That's a good question. Are you giving Rawl food for breakfast? I would assume we're giving him food, and I don't eat breakfast or lunch. I just eat snacks and dinner. (laughs) I just eat all day, (laughs) and then at dinner time. (laughs) No, that is false. I eat right before dinner, so that I don't eat all of dinner. All right, so I take the magic stone and uh, hold it in my left hand very still and see which way it points. All right, you focus on the stone again, and at first, it doesn't do anything. And as you stand, I'm imagining you're outside the tent at this point, or are you inside the tent? I am, um, seeing which way it points down the road, okay. or up the road. You step outside the tent, Asharis gives Rawl some of her rations, and he accepts it with a weak smile and says, thanks. And when you step outside and focus on this stone in your left hand, at first it doesn't do anything. It is different magic than you're used to using. It's not something that you usually do, but you focus on it, trying to do the same thing you did the day before. And eventually, it leaps out of your hand and jumps over that way about 10 feet. Whoa, excellent. But then it drops to the ground. Not so excellent. Mm. But it is going the same way as the day before. It's headed down this road. So down the road we must go. Okay, let's go down the road so that we can stab some people. As you go to pick up the stone, you notice the leash that is around it is jumbled up with it on the ground. Okay, let me draw a line in the sand from where I'm standing to where the stone went. Okay. I pick up the stone and I move to my right about 10 feet, 10 paces, and do the same thing with the stone again. Still not putting on the leash? No, I want to see if the stone will give me a, a, a better direction than just one one line. If I have two lines, then I can dissect the line so to dangerous. make a point. Yeah, that sounds kind of dangerous. Put the leash on the rock! You hold the stone in your hand and you focus on it again, feeding your arcane powers into it. And as you do, it leaps out of your hand, goes over that way, into the dirt, and rolls down a short ways. You see what you've done <laughs> You draw out another line on the floor. It appears to be very going fairly parallel, but they would bisect eventually that way. 
Okay, so let's go that way. Put the leash on the stone. It appears to be pointing at a point. And what's on the horizon? As you look out over the horizon, you see more sand dunes and stuff ahead. It seems sandier and less ashy than where you came from. But the sun came up. Is it in the same direction? Well, let's see. Have you slept here before? Yes, it's in the same place it came up last time. So is the is the stone taking us toward the sun or away from the sun? Well, now you're asking very intricate questions. Let me look at my map. Well, he has a map? I do. Can I Thank steal you. that map? Thanks. It's heading due west. <laughs> I love it. Of course it's going west. What direction even is west? Oh, it's wait, most. it's west. <laughs> no, it's both directions at the same time, because the first time I gave you a direction, it was the opposite of the way I wanted the world to look. So I drew it back, or I drew it the way I wanted it. Then I drew the compass rose backwards so it matched what I told you, but I don't like the compass rose being backwards, so I'm just not telling you whether anything is east or west ever. I got north and south down. It's Okay, so we're going west. Yes. But you are you are headed south west. <laughs> okay, we're heading southeast. Unless you want to draw a map, and then I guess I could canonically fix this. Let me That's okay. Let me canonically fix this real fast. I'm gonna gonna go ahead and erase my it's backwards. Uh oh, my pen isn't working. Now, to know the real direction, it is southwest. See, I told you it was west. <laughs> what was that telling you? Well, it was east until I fixed it. So which way is it now? All right, we're going west. Merlin. Did you say southwest? Yes. Merlin puts on the, the string that contains the guide stone, and he lets it start leading again on, on your way. As you leave the remnants of the tent behind you in the whistling winds, ahead you can see the terrain slowly shift to become more sandy, and the hills change to small dunes with ripples running across their surface. The sand on the path is loose and hard to walk on, each step seeming to take more energy than the last, as your boots shift in the sand under your feet. Thankfully, the ground below the sand is still compacted, and you can faintly make out the path ahead. Continuing on for several hours into this new terrain, the sand seems like it's slowly becoming thicker. Maybe stickier? The loose granules which were blowing across the ground with the winds disappear, and there is an occasional scent of damp on the air. You get a hint of something else on the breeze that irks your nose when it blows through. Oh no, it's death. Dead bodies. Yay! <laughs> death people! After a while, you start to slow as it is taking more effort to follow the path. It's hard to distinguish it from the ground around. Deep pockmarks seem to dot all of the landscape. They look almost like the trail of footsteps at your back. You think you might have lost the path completely until you come across defense posts stuck into the ground with a metal cap riveted onto its top. There is no marking to say who put the post here, but it seems like someone put effort into marking the trail. There is another, just at the edge of your sight ahead. Are the pockmarks natural, or are they somebody dug a hole? Roll an investigation check. Ah, okay. Five. <laughs> this is terrible. Five plus eight, I think, for you, because you have investigation, which is plus three, and you have four intelligence or five? Plus four. Four intelligence? Okay, so seven for you. So that five becomes a 12. It's very hard to distinguish between your feet prints behind you and these pock marks. The only way that you can tell the difference is that the marks behind you haven't been eroded over time by the wind and perhaps rain at some point. That How deep are they? Took the hard edges of the feet steps. How deep are they? Roughly. Imagine walking in loose sand. So Oh, so it's a footprint size? Yeah, they're about the size of your feet prints behind you. It's hard to tell the difference between okay. the two. All it's right. as if somebody ran across this whole place. Thank you. In a thousand different directions. So it's just steps. It appears to be random steps, but maybe not. Maybe this is just the way that this earth eventually moves. Hmm. Okay. Let's continue on. We're taking so long. Good night, guys. Now, I bet you half the undead army is alive. <laughs> well, they're they're unalive, if anything. Most 
still there alive, technically. Oh. If you think about it. So are we leaving marks on the ground like my cane is a piece of wood? Are we leaving little holes on the ground? Yes. Yes, you are. It's hard going. It's kind of like, you know, like running on the beach takes more energy than walking on concrete. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm tired. I'm old. Yes, <laughs> it is tiring. You're slowing down. It's difficult to make pace. And it's hard to tell where the path is, except for these uh, fence posts that have sprung up. Yes, follow the evil fence posts. Continuing on, the ground grows more unusual. As small ferns and occasional patches of tall grass spring up amongst the dunes, you take this as a good sign. Plants mean water and life, life that you haven't seen save for Brightstone. You see a small tree and a few bugs are buzzing on the air. They appear to be some kind of hairy fly. Continuing on, Asharis, you see some fat toads that remind you of when you first got a glimpse of the Shadowfell. They have bumps and spines covering their bodies. Occasionally, one will leap up and devour one of the flies darting past overhead. Merlin, the guide stone isn't darting about wildly anymore. It's fixed and pulling at its tether like a dog on a leash. It's pulling in your grasp and physically trying to drag you off the path slightly to the left. Oh, wow. Follow it! Make a wisdom check. I'm going to roll it on the table this time. The thing's not doing me too good here. Fourteen. Plus one for wisdom? Seven. Oh, wisdom. One, yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen. You take an assessment of the course of of the guide stone versus where the posts are out ahead of you. You think that perhaps it's best to stick to the path until you have no choice. The stone isn't pointing that far, of course, and the path at least looks like it's been traveled before. The mire around you could be hiding anything. There are a few other small trees around, Hmm. but that's about it, and you're afraid that you might lose your way. It's daylight, right? It is. So other than looking around, all we see is a few trees and a little bit of life? Wildlife. Any water? A stream, maybe? There is no stream. Okay. How do you have a frog? Well, the frog was amongst the patches of grasses and trees. Okay, so there could have been a stream at one time or some moisture there. You would imagine that there's some moisture somewhere. You're headed in a direction that seems to be growing more alive rather than less. Do you guys decide, do you agree with Merlin and decide to keep on the path even though it's not pointing necessarily the same direction as the Guidestone is? Sure. Thank you. That could work. All right, you continue on further. You find that the signs of life come to an end as the next few trees (gasps) you spot have fallen over and their leaves are rotting on the soft ground around the trail. Some of the smaller ferns appear to have withered and you don't see toads around anymore. But a few of the flies are still buzzing from one patch of grass that's alive to the next. Maybe we should reassess the stone direction. Like the stone may be a wishing stone, like a when you go over water. You mean a dowsing rod? With a wishing stick? A dowsing rod? <gasps> I know what those are. I don't. Pokemon taught me that one. Did they cool. teach you that dowsing rods are nonsense and you shouldn't believe them? Yes! <laughs> this is a game. The stone wants to go in the direction of the moisture. Following the path... It comes around slowly back in line with the guide stone. Oh, okay. Your choice to stick to the path seems to have played out in your favor. The source of the guide posts must either predate the evil that lies ahead of you, or even Zabuza and his allies fear getting lost in the shifting landscape. Ahead of you, a shape comes into view. Uh Uh-oh. A shape? Is it time for the epic battle? A bee! A bee? A bee. The smell that's occasionally drifted across your noses has slowly grown stronger. Until you see the source ahead. The sands ahead aren't just damp and sticky like you've been walking through. There are bubbles of putrid gases rising up and bursting on the surface of the slimy and sandy bog ahead. Uh Uh-oh. 
Every few moments, a pop is followed by that rotten stink that burns at the hair of your nose. Like eggshells. The bog of eternal stench. What? The grasses and small ferns in this area seem to have more trouble growing. You can see a few of them sprouting up in the midst of the muck, but most of them appear wilted or dead. At the center of this bubbling, shifting bog ahead, there is a structure. It appears to be pyramid-shaped, made up of many stepped terraces, each getting smaller as they ascend to the top. The structure is sitting at a slight cant in the muck, as if it sank into the bog around it. Hmm. You can see remnants of stone stairs leading up to the face of it, but there doesn't appear to be a good path to approach it. The guide stones simply stop into the smooth field of muck bubbling in front of you. Wow. So we have to get over a muck pit? Well, let's see. We have rope, a grappling hook, a blanket. We have a me. I'm here. I can't do anything, but I'm still here. <laughs> well, that's a wonderful thing. I can levitate. You. I can levitate you. I hope not. I moved you across the stream already. You'll drop me in the muck. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. That's what happened last time. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. Oh, my God. Let's move on to the uh, to the structure. Who wants to make the next check? A check for what? Asharas. Ah, actually, let's do this this way. Merlin, you head forward towards this smooth patch that seems to surround the temple. And as you go forward, your staff sticks down into the soft earth. Oh, no. And then your as you step forward, your foot goes into your knee. Quicksand. We better stop. Bye, Marley. <laughs> Make a wisdom check. Nine plus uh, four, nine, ten, and twelve. Thirteen. I thought your wisdom was one. That's what I said. That's oh, I was using intelligence. Sorry, I thought I was smart there for a while. <laughs> wisdom is one, so it's ten. Okay. As you pull your, your foot out of the muck, you look out across this smooth patch of sand and water and blech that lies ahead of you. And you think, all creatures have to have a way to pass. So... If that's the way the stone is pointing, there's got to be some way to get through the swamp. I guess the stone was a swamp if this is actually where we're going. So is there like an outskirt? Like, is it a we have to go around thing? Do you want to check and see? Investigation, yes. Have fun. Okay, you start your trek around this this temple that you can see in the distance. It's 300 feet across. Wow, 300 feet. It would it would be very difficult to get there without flight, but not everything can fly, and you don't necessarily know if Zabuza can. I wonder what can fly. Roll me. How do you go about looking for a way across? Like, do you just walk the whole way around? Yeah. Okay, you spend about an- We investigate, you know, like we're looking for a path or something. Okay, you spend about an hour walking around. You get all the way to the other side, and you can see back to where you started, or at least you think you can see back to where you started, and you don't see any visible signs of how to traverse this muck pit. A slime? Roll me an investigation check, Asharis. Wait, wait, I found what? A slime? No, you found nothing. Oh. Uh, 14. I don't have investigation. Okay. What good is a wall of sand? It slows things down is really what it seems to be most for. I suppose you could use it to hide behind as well. Yeah, because it would just mix with the water and... Huh? What they you, can't, you still can't walk on it. Yeah, no, they don't. Asharis, getting frustrated and walking the rest of the way back to the start of where you came from, about... 450 feet from the far side of the t of the muck, you spot a stone sticking up out of the sand. Just one. <laughs> She's either fallen asleep or imagining what it looks like in the muck as the stone is sticking up. Or she's Which thinking stone? about what to do. Okay, you guys were on the far side of the temple, and as you walked, keeping an eye out for any visible sign of some way to get across this thing, from the far side, you go back... You keep walking around, and about 450 feet from the far side, so you walk for a while further, you spot a stone sticking up out of the sand and muck. Okay, so t 
to get to the middle thing I'm trying to get to. Yes. Well, you don't see any way to get to the middle thing, but near you, you spot a stone that's sticking up. Push the stone to a thing. It's about the size of a small cat, is what you can see. Touch the stone. Can I jump on it? Okay, you jump on it, (laughs) and you notice that it has a definitive shape about it. The edge that you're standing on seems like an edge more so than just a surface of a stone. It seems like an edge, Mom. (laughs) These have edges right here, Mm. holding up a a die. It's got edges. Touch the stone with your hands. All right, I'll touch it. Okay, you touch the stone and get a better look at it. It's not so big that you can't kind of move it around, and as you move it around, it seems like it's broken off of something. It's carved on three sides, and then the... The final side of it looks like it's busted off from a larger stone. I bet you there's more. Wait, wait. Hmm. Let's spit on it. Oh, my God. Let's spit on it. <laughs> Make a constitution saving throw. Wait, what is that? both that of us? Yep, both of you. Make a constitution saving throw. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, 16. 18. Oh. Neither one of you is affected as one of these nasty bubbles of uh, putrid air pops nearby. I was going to see if you could, if you became nauseous while you were huffing in this terrible air. The HS gas is going to kill us? <laughs> yes. That was the right. entire plan so, all along. So your estimation is that I need to grab this rock? There's more of them. But where? I need to be able You'll to- make a bridge out of the rocks that they scatter around. Okay, so I'm going to call to the rocks. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Stun- you oh. are a ranger, not a druid. <laughs> what? Wait, druids can call to the rocks? You are a ranger, not a druid. Yo, I want to be a druid. Haven't you seen the labyrinth? He calls to the rocks. Really? And then the rocks all come and they beat up all the bad guys. He makes a bridge. Actually, what what does Rawl say? You see this stone and it looks like it was carved on three sides and then it's broken on the other. And Merlin, when you say, what does Rawl say? Rawl comes over to the stone. It's bigger than he can lift and he looks at the broken side and he says not sure maybe ghost slinger what what do i have (laughs) what do i just have a bunch of rocks in my pockets you want me to sacrifice all my loot and throw it in (laughs) just like throw all my hats in there and just whoop 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 raw rolls his eyes and says no you say more. Where? Where are there more? That's In my pockets. So do we need to go around again and look carefuler? Yes. Or we're going to use Merlin's staff to poke in the muck. Let's take the, uh, the stone, that I'm, the, stone the magic stone that I'm carrying and touch the rock and see what happens. Ah, speaking of the magic stone you're carrying, now that you are on the opposite side of this temple from where you started... It's pointing the opposite direction. So as you've made your way around, it has pointed continuously towards the middle. Hmm. Hmm. Where the pyramid building is? Yep. Man, I wonder what's in there. On a, so an undead army? Can we touch the stone to the, uh, to the stone that, that Shara stepped on and see if it does anything? Merlin, you back up. You're holding this stone as it's pointing that way. You back up and pull the string down as it's it's constantly pulled towards the direction of the pyramid. And you bring it down to the point where it's floating and touching the stone and nothing appears to happen. Okay, I'm going to go hunt for more rocks. Bye, guys. Well, I could levitate things, but uh, I don't know about big rocks. Well, the rock's not that big. It's only about the size of a cat. Other rocks that we might find. I think you can levitate like 500 pounds or something. Actually, there may not be a limit. Hmm. Oh, really? Maybe not. I think there's a save if you don't want to levitate, but I don't know if there's a limit. Nah, there's bound to be a limit of some kind. Anyway, does anybody go with Ghost Slinger as she goes off looking for rocks? Yes. 
are we going to start our bridge right here at this point? Yeah, that's what we're going to try to do. I mean, there there has to be a way to get over there. Do you see any signs of anybody else? Any path of any kind in around? Any trees, broken limbs? Unfortunately, because of the ground being pockmarked, it appears as if people have walked everywhere and also nowhere Okay. around this place. So we can't tell. But you make your way all the way around the pyramid again and come back to that same point. You see the, the guidepost, and then you come all the way around again back to that stone where you found it. We find no other rocks? You do not see any other signs of rocks. Hmm. I so do we try to lift? Do we lift the broken stone up at all? It's the size of a cat. I think Ashara stepped on it. It sunk into the dirt a little bit, and then rolled it over and saw that on the backside it was broken off of something. What does the uh, the two sides that are carved, three three sides that are carved, appear to be? A corner. So it's not a, a symbol of some kind. It's not a button that you push. No, no. It's a simple, a simple carving. It's a carving of a corner of a fence post or something. Corner of a stone that's a flagstone, I guess, or a a paver. Okay. But you figure by the size of this corner that it would be one heck of a big paver. (sighs) I want to take a stick and poke in the mud around the, uh, you do that. Asharas pulls out a stick, I guess, uh, an arrow. You take a long arrow and you start poking into the mud where it seems soft and the the, the ground kind of gives out underneath you. And you do that in a couple of different places around here. And as you do, one time, your arrow stops sharply, as if it had hit something. Uh-oh. Well, I want what to step found, there. Ajaris, you take a step towards where your arrow stopped, and you find yourself with firm ground beneath your feet, standing at the edge of this soft, muddy bog. All right, well, then I want to repeat the process. You stab some more, and you take another step forward, and you feel like you have found some means of passage. Rawl says, yay, no swim. (laughs) What, we're going to swim through that disgusting thing? He shrugs and says, could, not (laughs) good, but could. Probably death. (laughs) Okay, let's let's follow that, that one. All right. Asharis, you continue stabbing with your arrow for a while, and it's it's not great. Your arrow is not quite long enough. This you have to go down about uh, let's say eighteen inches. So like your hands getting partly actually eighteen inches. That's not long enough. About two feet. So your hands going down into the muck a little bit to try and really pinpoint where the next path step is. So you're making your way through the the muck. One precarious step after the other, and the party's following along after you. Should we tie a rope to the uh, cornerstone? I would hope we would have brought the cornerstone with us. Well, how will we find our way back? Ghost Slinger is carrying a cornerstone. It weighs... Ah, Oh my god. It weighs 35 pounds, and it's covered in sand. I still win. (laughs) I think we should leave this... Uh, Merlin, roll an intelligence check. One. (laughs) I'm so proud. Never mind. You're not concerned about her buoyancy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I just wanted to leave this stone there and tie a rope to it so we could find our way back across this swamp without using an arrow or a stick of where to step. You understand the logic of that, uh, Ghost Slinger? Let's say we're dropping... No, definitely not. We're dropping a rock where all the big rocks are. Yes. Who's dropping? Ghost Slinger? (laughs) She's not giving up her rocks. I don't have rocks. <laughs> Raw comes up behind you, Asharis, and he offers his staff because Raw's got a quarter staff. It's not as big as Merlin's staff, but he says, "Here, this help." Now we're making quick work of it. Asharis, you now have one four-foot, five-inch-long wizard staff, and you are poking it into the muck, and you find each step as you go. And you start making progress while the other two are trying to decide whether or not to tie a rope off. (laughs) Okay, we need to make progress. Okay, so we're going to go back the same way we came. What? No. How are we going to get back? We're going into the middle. 
But then if we decide to leave and go on another direction somewhere else, a different quest, different direction, what happens then? Nothing happens. We just do the same thing. Rinse and repeat. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Rawl lifts up one of his feet out of the muck and he's like, yes, rinse. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of you follow along after Asharis and Roll. I would sure. hope so. Are you carrying the 35 pound weight? Sure. Ghostslinger is carrying along. You're taking up the back, carrying a 35 pound weight. That sounds great. Everyone roll me an endurance check. Oh, great. Even better. Six. Seventeen. Eighteen. Oh, well, great. So two at the back. They don't have any endurance problems, but Rawl and Asharas are exhausted. <laughs> Rawl says to Ghostslinger, who seems to still be eager to go, you go. I'm carrying a rock! Make Merlin do it! <laughs> oh my god. This rock is very important. Okay, I have 18 on my endurance, so I guess I better go. Yeah, I got one less. Somehow Merlin is enduring this... Long slog of of muddy, nasty bog better than anyone else. My cape is all wet. My cape is all wet, full of sand and dirt. Yep, your wizard robes are matted down with nasty water and smelly, rotten... I feel terrible. Terribleness. Frogs are in my pocket. (laughs) Merlin, as you start sticking the ground in front of you and leading the way, at at some point... You notice that it's not just one direction. You're probably about 100 feet in, and there's two paths. You definitively can tell... You see why I brought the rock? You can definitively tell on your right that there is a stone, and on in, directly in front of you, there is a stone. Hmm. You see, I brought the rock on purpose. Why? What are you going to do with it now? You drop the rock in. It's going to sink. Yeah, but you can still step on it. Two directions? Two directions! Are we taking the direction toward the pyramid? So, Jessica, so that you know, there is a path that now has appeared to split. There's not a hole in the path. Yeah, you don't need to drop the rock in. But what if there is a hole in one of the paths? Oh, uh, Sharas, roll me a wisdom check. I'm just going to bring the rock. Whatever you say, I'm still bringing this rock. His name is Rock McRockington. Eleven. Total? I thought you were the wise one. Uh, I have two wisdom. Oh, no one's the wise one. That explains it. Thirteen, I guess. Thirteen. You're looking at the situation as Merlin has explained there is two paths. Or two directions. And you think one of these directions is probably a trap or a dead end meant to wear you out. So bringing the rock is a good idea. So how will you determine which way to go? That is the question. Going forward seems like it would be very obvious it's a trap. So we should take the one that goes away from the pyramid? No, they go. I thought both of them went towards the pyramid. Nope. One goes away from the pyramid, and the other one heads straight towards the pyramid. See the drawing? We're going to have to go to the pyramid. This is the rock you're carrying right, we'll right take here. The path to the right. Why are we taking the one to this the right? The that, this is the one that goes right to the pyramid. To the right. This one goes to the left. Which one should we take? I think we should take this one. <laughs> This one looks like it goes directly to the pyramid. You think it's a trap? You better go this way. Yeah, I think the straight on to the pyramid is a trap. Yeah. If it's not, then we're screwed. Well, I've got 18 strength, so we can go on. I'll carry one of you. (laughs) Rawl says, he looks at all of you, he says, which way? Right. We have decided we're going to the right, and I don't want to, but we'll do it anyways. You proceed to the right. He's smiling. I I love I love my niece. What? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna die. <laughs> We're not dying. You proceed to the right and you go about fifty feet away from the pyramid, and you find that the path splits again, this time going directly the opposite direction of the pyramid and one going directly towards the pyramid. Looks like this. 
Well, this time we we should go to the pyramid. It looks like we're closer, so I think we probably should do that. Okay. We're voting on going this way, toward the pyramid. You turn towards the pyramid, and you proceed slowly and carefully through the muck. Everybody roll me another endurance check. Fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen for me. Twenty! You got a twenty? Yeah! Awesome. Excellent. You make it about a hundred feet further towards the pyramid. You're getting very close now. And Rawl shouts... Ah! Oh my yeah. God! Oh, he fell in. As he loses, he lo- his little legs lose his footing in the mud, and he falls in. This is terrible. We'll save him. We'll pull him back out. Asharis, you reach across into the mud with Rawl's staff, and you see his little claws grab onto it for life, and you pull him up out of the muck. When he gets back up onto the path with the rest of you, he spits up a big mouthful of this nasty, sandy liquid and says, Oh my god. Blech. Tastes bad. (laughs) But he would say thank you. How close are we to the pyramid now? You're about a hundred feet away. And you... How far can I levitate? Technically, levitate doesn't move you forward or backwards. It only moves you up or down. Oh, gee. This is terrible. I can't. When you ran across the river, you used the momentum of running and then levitated because there's no way to propel yourself while you're levitating. Okay, yeah, there's nothing to push off of. Yep, it's not flight. So shortly after you get Rawl back up on the path, you find another split. This time, one appears to head towards the stairs of the pyramid and the other one appears to head towards the side. Does it seem too <laughs> obvious? Yeah. I don't like it. We're, we're going to get one of these wrong, and I don't like that. Maybe. You don't know. <sighs> if we go to the side. You mean there's another split in this? Yes. Yep. This split appears that one of them heads towards the front entrance of the pyramid, the big grand staircase, and the other one appears to head off towards the side. Which one do you think, Mom? <sighs> I would towards the side. It's just too too obvious. Yeah, I feel like it's the side. I don't trust it. And I don't want him to start smiling. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he started smiling! What's happening anyway? <laughs> oh my god. You trudge through the muck and the grime and a big bubble bursts next to you as you get up close towards the side of the pyramid and you're looking at a ten foot stone wall that leads up to a terrace. Oh my gosh. We have a grappling hook. No big deal. It's only 10 feet. There's a big deal here. I can levitate. You can levitate. Who's got the, who's got the grappling hook? How are you going to do this? There's a wall in front of you. Hate walls. It's always walls. Okay, so... Ashara's has a grappling hook, and I have a grappling hook. I think I lost oh. my grappling hook. No, I don't. Maybe. Did you? I thought Merlin lost his, and you still had yours. Well, we got used one crossing that stream with the tree, so uh, one yeah, of us has one. We had a rope and a grappling hook. So we can either throw that up and pull up, or we can levitate in that direction. All right. Throw the throw the grapple. Grapple? Okay. Reach in the bag of holding. No, don't touch the bag. Somebody My bag. throw the hook up there. My job. Okay. Your bag, your job. What do you do? I give Merlin the, the grappling hook from out of the bag. Ghost Sleeper reaches into the bag of holding, and she pulls out a grappling hook. And she passes it forward. Okay, cool. I'm throwing a dice, I'm assuming. Yes, make a strength check to throw the grappling hook. Is it the 21? Yes. Five. That would be six. You mean that'll be four. Strength. I think it's negative one, isn't it? Strength? It's at the very top. It is is negative one. So that's a four. The grappling hook smashes into the wall and drops down into the muck to your left. So somebody else throw it up there. I hope you're still holding the rope. Of course. All right, I... Are you stronger than me? No? That's the same? All right. Asharis grabs the rope from Merlin. I shall attempt to throw the rope, the grappling hook. Rawl gets behind Asharis so that he doesn't get hit with a grappling hook. Good idea. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. (laughs) Did you? Is it a two? What is it? It's a three. Are you kidding me? Okay. (laughs) It's left up to you, little one. All right, let me do. 
My dog has to go out. Ghostslinger, before you do that, roll me an intelligence check. It's a 19. What do you want from me? You think that you probably could just, you know, jump up there. Yeah, I was thinking that before, but apparently these guys want to throw her up. What? You're supposed to be thinking. Oh, just working. Okay, roll a acrobatics or whatever the dexterity one is to get up there. Yep, it's acrobatics. 13 plus 4 is 17. And I think there's a... Th- plus acrobatics if you have that bubbled in. There's that three, which is a 20! All right, Ghost Slinger, you make your way carefully around everybody, coming up to the front of the thing, probably muttering under your breath about how pitiful everyone's attempt to throw this grappling hook up there is. Yes. And you do a standing leap straight up, and your fingertips grab onto the edge of the uh, terrace above, and we'll find out what happens next week when she pulls her head over the ledge. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I hate everything. Oh, man, that's so crazy. Starts off with a ghost girl. Yeah, there was a lot of action. A lot of action. That's Ghost Slinger's hand. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> ghost Slinger's hand hanging on to the edge of the thing. I'm going to make some labels and notes here. I got to take my dog out. I love you guys. Love you. Love you too, Dad. We'll talk to you next week. So, do you guys still prefer episodes where there's um, less combat and more puzzly type things? And oh, I like puzzles. I like combat at the same time. So they're both evenly good. There you go. Both evenly good. <laughs> well, good. I'm there's glad. your answer. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Family has arrived. Christmas stuff. <laughs> We're playing a super scary game. It's the depths of evil going on. Oh, they can't hear us because the headphones are plugged in. <laughs> I, I unplugged the hit me. Oh, okay. That's why it's scratching. Oh, then they can hear me telling them that we're in the depths of the evil of, of the underworld, blah, blah, blah. And it's Christmas time. <laughs> They're here to do some kind of evil deeds. <laughs> yes. How dare they share their jolly merrymaking. Evil. That's right. Bah humbug. It's evil. <laughs> evil. I plug back in. We're ready to go. <laughs>